Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, we're going to break down the rumor that the new mutants might actually be so good that it could enter Kevin Feige's MCU. That, plus the Spider-Man Far From Home extended cut release and more today on Marvel Movie News. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Marvel Movie News. How y'all doing today? I'm doing marvelous. Are you feeling Excelsior Marvel Movie heads, the the Merry Marvelites? My brain got scrambled there for a second. Look, what that was. I don't know. I'm (laughs) sorry, Zach did just throw his phone, and we know he didn't. That wasn't my. That was a coaster. That was a coaster. It's less. That would have been way worse. Less thrown my phone. Still kind of funny. This is Ryan in the booth. I thought something fell from the ceiling for a second there. (laughs) Really worse. No, I chucked my coaster because I don't have a drink today. It's fine, you guys. Clearly, I'm very excited about the new mutants, <laughs> which would be a change. But that's the big rumor today, is that the new mutants might be uh, on the upswing in terms of its quality and how the, Disney believes the audience might receive it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man Far From. We're also going to break down the new mutants in detail and look at all the characters that are coming and how they individually might fit into the MCU, should that be the case. Um, but who are we, you might be asking, if this is your first time. And if it's not, then you're going to sit through our names again. <laughs> I'm Zach Wilson. That's Christian Blatt. Hey, that's me. I'm Christian Blatt. I'm a new mutant, too. I surprised Christian you by did. switching up the order I, I usually know. do it in. I know. And Zia's here, of course. <gasps> that's me. Hello. I'm Zia. And I'm not a new mutant. I'm no. an old mutant. Very old. <laughs> Zia very, very could old. play magic, though. Yes. Oh, I would be magic. That'd be great. I mean, you are magic, but you could all the time. (laughs) Actually, because I am. (laughs) Well, you know. So it's already you're already anyway. You got the blonde going, long, straight blonde hair, Russian. You lost your soul to the devil, so you're just like magic. Oh my god! We have so many similarities. Do you have an older brother who's made of metal? Yes. Uh, speaking uh, of which, I know this is a tangent, but it's also a, a light day. You know, when I, I was at the gym today, yeah, I go to the gym because look how buff I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, X2 was on. I didn't want to stop watching it. I hadn't what? seen it in so long. It's a good motivation and to stay on the treadmill. I know, and I yes. saw it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this Colossus, before he was comic relief, and he's barely in it. And I just, I can't wait till the show's over, because I'm going to go home and watch X2, because I haven't seen it in so long. You're gonna, you're making me want to go home and watch X2. Not with me. He did really feel like Colossus in that movie, yeah. in a great way. But there is something so beautiful about comic relief Colossus. I, I love Deadpool Colossus, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. great. Because it's tr- so true to the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the one in X2 was... Russian. No, no he, he wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, anyway, l- let's let's get started and start talking about this stuff. The New Mutants. So what is the rumors? What are the current rumors about New Mutants that we've been hearing? And so, it is hard to keep track because the rumors are yeah. always changing. And it's always rumors. <laughs> so 
we've been hearing for a while that the test screenings for New Mutants were not going well, that the audiences did not like it, that it wasn't landing the way Disney wanted it to. And then the latest rumor is that they gave the director his his own cut to try to make it go back to that like sort of PG-13 horror that the, it was originally intended to be. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. a horror movie. Yeah. And he went back to put some of those elements in, and apparently the test screenings for that cut went well. Yay! <laughs> I was we, right. It's going to be good. We touched on this a little bit last week, but now we have more time to talk about it because there's not a billion other stories. Yeah. Um, so New Mutants might be good was the rumor last week and yeah. then since then and this is this is pure speculation I by the internet the like i saw this like i saw nerdist talking about mm-hmm. this and other places we talked about it first like 6 months ago <laughs> yeah, just going to say just but the that possibility that new mutants with its release date in 2020 which is a year or 20 yeah 2020 which is a which is a year that disney only has two mcu films planned where normally they would release 3 could new mutants backdoor pilot mutants into the MCU. Maybe. I mean, I think they're going to sneak the New Mutants movie in there anyway. To the MCU? Kind of. Well, that's, I mean, that's the big thing, is that the, supposedly it's going well enough that they want to keep it clean to the point where they could at least have the option to later bring these characters into the MCU. I think realistically that would be smart anyway. Because if the movie is really well received and people really do love it and they have the opportunity to bring them into the MCU, why would they not? It doesn't have to be anytime soon. It could be five years down the road. It could be in phase 12. Who, who knows? But you could you could do it. Yeah, I think that it works, for, you know, logically, and I think that it, you know, again, when we see a lot of these headlines and you click through the article, you don't know if you, how much you should believe it. But just for the sake of the conversation, if they were to do this, it'd be more that they're like hedging their bets. It's like, well, just in case we want to incorporate them, because one of the things that I read was that they were kind of taking out the reference to them actually being mutants, which is interesting because you have that word in the title. So I don't <laughs> think that what it was is that they're not taking out like the word mutant right. necessarily, but they're removing. Moving all of the references to any previous X-Men movies. So where there might have been a little bit of like a mention of Dark Phoenix or a mention of the X-Men, they're going to take that out. I legitimately think that Disney would want to do that anyway. Because none of those previous properties are going to fit. They're going to reboot the X-Men and everything to begin with. Well, but it might be... If you're just trying to get this out there and wash your hands of it, it doesn't... It would mean that you... You don't have to remove the word X-Men from right. it. But if this is going to take place in the in the MCU, you do because the X-Men do not exist yet. Yes. So, but that's the whole thing is they but they want to leave their whatever Feige has planned for the X-Men and the mutants. Um uh, remember that at San Diego, he did not say I don't have time to talk to you about the X-Men. I have time to talk to you about I don't have time to talk to you about mutants. And that is my my continued theory that they're not going to be the X-Men when we meet them. In the first movie, will not be called X Men, um, and I don't, and I think you might it might take time. I would, and that's what I would love to see personally. I yeah. want to see mutant characters outside of this specific team mm-hmm. and the school, which is the X Men. I think it'd be interesting to, and it'd be a good way to, for Marvel to get away from what Fo- the Fox movies, which have done the X Men, Charles Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, so for so long, give something brand new. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many characters, great characters to pick from that, uh, you know, I mean... The, you just want to see Dazzler. 
Look, if we get a full Dazzler, it doesn't have to be a movie. It could it could be animated, live action series. I just think we need we need Dazzler in the full disco getup. I want that. We right? are getting a Dazzler cartoon. I know. With Tigra, I, maybe I, we'll get that. I, I I hope she's roller. She, she says wear roller skates in one, just in one episode. That's all oh, I need. She, definitely, she's going to be constantly wearing. Roller yeah, even if that's how she gets to work, is that she rides? A, she uses the roller skates. That's fine. I, I just I just need that. More how than will you feel if she was wearing roller blades? I'll accept it. And look how quickly <laughs> Ryan Ryan got to the, this sort of mashup. This is from a few years ago. This is a cover to a Dazzler number one. That is the classic Dazzler logo. But she's wearing the blue costume she wore as a member of the X-Men in the 80s because she cut her hair. She didn't have the cool jump shoot, jumpsuit. You know, if you want to really have a treat for our audience, Ryan, just look up uh, Dazzler number one. And it should be from like 1979, give or take. So that, that's the image that I need for my Allison Blair. Yeah, I know her real name. That version of that that one-off Dazzler comic because it wasn't even it was like a number one yeah. in that it like wasn't part of a story, right. but it might as well have been an annual because it was just a, a single book. It was a really cool story though. It's on yeah. Marvel Unlimited. I recommend you check it out. It's all about uh, there's like prejudice between Inhumans and mutants, right? Uh, even like so within these communities, there's prejudice about them, and, and it's and she goes to break that up and stop it. And it, it's really cool little read. It's one issue, right? And if you if you want to go really deep, there's a, a incredibly dark Dazzler story that's a Marvel graphic novel, I believe number eleven, called Dazzler the Movie. And that the graphic novels would deal with like the X Men story, God Loves Man Kills, is a graphic novel number five, and it just dealt with just how nasty the world was towards mutants and how prejudiced they were because she's a celebrity turns out she's a mutant and then of course everybody hates her so that was interesting and ryan did have a great image of uh, issue we're one so, we're so far off the topic you know honestly dazzler ties right in to, to the new mutants so <laughs> i like that ryan's just getting dazzler, dazzler's greatest hits dazzler is not gonna be in the new mutants what? movie she was in Dark Phoenix for she a hot second. Yeah. Um, but she's not going to be in New Mutants. But who is going to be in New Mutants? I think we it's worth breaking that down and looking at what MCU versions of these characters might be. I think the perfect place to start, especially with Doctor Strange 2, only a year or two, like two years away now. That's crazy. I know. I'm so um, and a Doctor Strange 2 that will fe- feature not just. The Sorcerer Supreme, but another heavy magic user who is not a mutant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not in this iteration. Yeah. Not in this For, version. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch. I think let's take a look at magic. the K- With a K and a yes. capital M. Yes. Magic. Magic? Um, yeah. And Christian, Christian is way more familiar with these characters than yeah. I am. Magic may be the one I'm most familiar with because of her. She's the one who's been used the most in recent books. Yes, and because as we, as we alluded to, her older brother is Colossus. So her older she was introduced. And- she was introduced in the pages of Uncanny X Men. She was a little girl, and they decided to age her up to have her be a part of the New Mutants. So when the New Mutants series starts, she's actually not on the team. But then she had a, a mini series called Magic, and that's how she starts to deal with Limbo, and she's able to teleport, and she has a Soul Sword, and yes, she basically takes the 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 crown of Limbo away from Belasco, who is. It, basically the devil. There's a lot of devils in the Marvel Universe because it's like Mephisto's not the only one. So this is one of them. Well, Satan is also there. Right, exactly. Satan's there too, yeah. And, and, and we've got Dracula, you know, we've got everything. Dormammu. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. <laughs> so uh, then she becomes age-appropriate and she is Kitty Pride's best friend. Uh, so in the movie, and I think uh, Ryan had a picture of her, that actress is named Anya Taylor-Joy 
and she's not that well known, but her voice is one of the leads in the Dark Crystal series that was just on oh, wow. Netflix. Uh, she's a character, Brea. So, Wasn't uh, she also in Split? Uh, you could be right about that. Yes. Okay, yes. So there you go. Glass, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a, that's a great observation. I don't uh, I don't do M Night Shyamalan, so that's why I didn't know that. Uh, he's burnt me one time too many. But anyway, so You're still this... mad about Stuart Little? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm mad about Stuart Little too. In any case, uh, so she's a, a supremely powered character. Uh, and I, I think she fit in really well to New Mutants because the the style of tor- storytelling changed so much. So the the New Mutants when it started, it, it was a slightly different core group. But once you in, in, introduced Magic and once you introduced Legion, and you had the really weird trippy art style of Bill Sienkiewicz, it, it it changed the the context of all the New Mutants characters. So I think that she is a great place to start, and she would be a great addition to the MCU because as we've talked a lot about the idea that you could kind of do a, a backdoor introduction this is somebody that deals with teleporting in time and in other dimensions so it's very easy that like whoops I opened the wrong portal where am I now you know so it, you she could definitely be a conduit to showing up in the MCU if they decide they wanted to do that yeah, I mean, just, like, having met... I mean, it's always interesting when they have mutants that have, like, their ability is to control magic. Yeah. It's like, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of comic book stuff going on in this single character. But I like I like magic. Uh, she eventually becomes sorcer- Sorceress Supreme in, yes. one, in one timeline, which is really interesting. But she studies with Doctor Strange. And so, like, that could be a cool tie-in. Maybe it's Doctor Strange 3, where you get, like, all these magic users together, and Doctor Strange is recorded... Report... Recruiting. Just getting yeah. really excited there. Well, you, you said Doctor Strange, and then you can't think straight. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange just starts recruiting all these magic users. Can you imagine, like, a t- if he has, like, a t- the Sorcerer's Supreme, and he has, like, a bunch amazing. of them? Get your brother yeah. Voodoo in there. Oh, get magic so cool. in there. You get Scarlet Witch in there. Like, all these people on one magic team just doing spells at each other or at somebody, at, at uh, some somebody bad guys. Else, yeah. But at, at each other at the beginning, together. and then they have to learn to work together. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic storytelling. I yeah. mean, it is. Um, so, magic could be really. Really cool. Uh, then you, then you like uh, Christian. Who else do you want to talk so, about? In this? Break uh, yeah, it down for we'll us. We'll talk about the the core group of the New Mutants, and the New Mutants eventually morphed into the series X Force, which uh, it has a different lineup than this. But this is during most of the hundred issue run, the original run of the New Mutants. So uh, you have the character Wolf Spain, whose real name is Rain Sinclair. She's Scottish, so the casting of Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and Doctor Who uh, is is great mm-hmm. casting for her. Uh, Sam. Guthrie Cannonball it actually ended up being on the X-Men at one point. And his sister, Husk, was on Generation X. So this is sort of, you know, you get a lot of these family connections as X-Men and New Mutants went along throughout uh, all the years. Cannonball will be played by Charlie Heaton, in yes. case you guys forgot that, uh, from Stranger Things. Right. And he's, uh, wait, he's, uh, is he Nancy's boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's Jonathan. I I couldn't remember that character name, but yeah. So he's, so (laughs) there he is. Yeah. Oh, the guy guy who you like kind of want to sympathize if he took like 
pictures of a girl like without her consent yeah. in the first Super season. Weird and stalkery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here he's the cannonball. Uh, and then Mirage Daniel Moonstar is a Native American character, and there's not a lot of those. You have Thunderbird and Warpath, uh, and those are kind of and 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 her. Those are kind of it. All in the pages of X Men New Mutants. So uh, I think that uh, it's good because a lot of these the mutant teams in particular always seemed to be a little bit more diverse. I you know, and I think that. It was a concerted effort. And here we're seeing on the right, for those that are looking uh, on YouTube, that is uh, that is Mirage on the right, played by Blue Hunt. And I don't know who she is, but that's the actress's name. And then on the left is Sunspot. Uh, he's Brazilian. So the, it was definitely Professor Xavier kind of going around and finding these younger mutants, you know, much as he did with the with, when, you know, when the new X-Men were put together. This this was, you know, finding the, the younger class, the next class. And Zach, you told me something very interesting about Sunspot. So Sunspot and actually, I had no idea he did Sunspot, this. Sunspot, and I'm tr- uh, this was during the Hickman run on the Avengers uh, it, where he because he, beco- he becomes an Avenger at one point and he's like very wealthy and he's well off and he buys AIM. Advanced Idea Advanced Mechanics. Idea wow. mechanics. <laughs> he just buys them and turns them into like a good organization like still working for science but like turns them into like a branch of this Avengers team sort of uh, where they're like working for him and like not doing evil. Uh, and it's like it's something that I think I don't know when they undid it, but they obviously undid it at yeah. some point. Well, everything gets undid at some point. Yeah, I mean, just sometimes people uh, people redo it. But, but uh, he was part of the New Avengers yeah. book that was happening at the same. It was like because you had you had new New Avengers and Avengers that were running by Hickman simultaneously, much like you have Powers of X and House of X, and it's just like, do you have to read both? Not as much then. Now you kind of do with those two. Why is it two series? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna make you buy both of them. Well, it's like you just make a twelve issue series. I'd buy them anyway. <laughs> if anything, you'd be more likely to buy them all because they're all one thing. Anyway, it's a different, different, different conversation. But yeah, so he, he's like he's sort of like a suave guy. Like he goes into casinos. And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" That's like the, that's <laughs> the version, like that. just like that. That's hey, the version that I on? read because yeah. I read him only really in the Avengers. But the point is that these are these are really well defi- defined characters, and I mean they've been around since I think 1982. So you know. I mean, they're they're very well defined. They're great. It's a great collection of characters, and I I hope that they're at least well represented in this one film. Because look, who knows if we'll ever get to see them again? And the idea of having it be a horror movie is very interesting. The rumor is that it is based on a storyline called the Demon Bear story, which uh, starts in New Mutants mm-hmm. number eighteen. So we don't actually know that. It's just that is the the story that exists. That's the closest to the uh, to being horror based. Basically. So if you want to get yourself psyched up for New Mutants, because maybe you're not, that would be a great place to start, I would say. They had me at Mutants and Horror. I yeah. was like, cool, I'm in. I, I thought that that first trailer when we saw it now, like two years ago, yeah. I'm like, this looks really different. No, I was excited. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. Do you guys want to cool. see a horror movie in the MCU? Obviously, Doctor Strange 2 is coming yes, and they build that absolutely. as a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm all in. I feel like, because there are so many avenues you can take with that, and I feel like it's just a nice, it's just refreshing, because we have more dramatized movies, and we have more comedy movies. There's always some sort of comic relief, just about always, but we we don't have any anything like that. So why not? Like, let's branch off. Let's, I'm excited. It's going to be cool. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a horror movie guy. Sure. So, to be honest, it's How like... How dare you, Zach? 
<laughs> Whoa, I was like, I was ready for like the jokes at my expense to that, where it's like, oh, are you scared? And yes, I'm scared. No, I, I just don't. I, I most most horror movies these days are jump scares, and yeah. those don't interest me. I like psychological horror movies. Those I think are that like that would work really well for this. I, Sorry, the psychological. Yeah. yeah. What I I always liked, you know, my level of enjoyment of horror movies is Freddy Krueger, who I will still say it's if Spider Man killed people because he's just making jokes the whole time. So I, I can always I can always identify with a character like that, you know, Michael Myers, Jason, you know, they don't have much to say. So you know, it's a, it's a, but so I think that uh, you could do horror. And just do it well. I mean, I think that we're more likely to get sort of like thriller suspense than an actual mm-hmm. like slasher character. But you don't have to dig too deep in the Marvel universe to find people that could, you know, I mean, for, I mean, Carnage is a serial killer. So, I mean, that just I know that they don't own that property. Sony does. But still, it's like right. you don't have to think too hard to find people like that. You well, know? and I don't necessarily think that horror has to be slasher. Horror can be and or even psychological horror can be. Um, I'm trying to think like ghosts. What's the word for that? But anyway, paranormal. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It can be. It can be that sort of aspect. So you can bring paranormal aspects into it without it being bloody, without it being gory, without it being slashery, um, and do like a suspenseful paranormal sort of movie. Like you, there's just so many things you could do with it. It doesn't have to be like bloody or gory or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm 100 percent down for paranormal. It's le- it's the it's the like the horror that I don't like is like I have no interest in seeing Saw. I agree. I have no interest in seeing like Hostel or I saw you know. those and one is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Or like paranormal activity. All of those. I'm just like, I saw the trailer and I'm like, I don't need it. Like, I don't need to see it. But New Mutants, like at least there's there's deeper levels of stuff going on. There's more interesting stuff. So look, uh, I feel optimistic a little bit with all of the, the, like people are like, it might be good. And maybe it is. Uh, Really, so we've talked this through. Do you guys want to see this kind of thing this movie and chat i want to know your opinion on this too do you want to see the new mutants become part of the mcu and be what is effectively the origin story for mutants in the marvel cinematic universe it's hard to let go of the x-men origin story that we already know and love uh, As but, in the Xavier Magneto, yes, and that's how we were. Intro- that's how I was introduced to X Men, just literally with the X Men animated cartoon. I know I talk about that a lot, but that was my first introduction to X Men mm-hmm. and my first introduction into the world. So you're so used to that, but again, it's also been told a lot. So it's not. I don't n- necessarily think it's a bad way to introduce them, and and maybe then you don't have to deal with rebooting the X Men again and having to see new characters play or new actors play those characters. But it. It's hard to let go of that idea. Yeah, and I think this movie being completed, and obviously there's no continuation of the existing series. You know, the the thing that is sometimes referred to as the Brian Singer verse, but I think that they would probably rather not have that moniker at this point. <laughs> Look, so, the, the Fox X Men movies don't have a continuity for us yeah. to worry about. So, well, once the, once they traveled in time and messed everything up, it uh, yeah, there's no real continuity. But I think that uh, I would like to see these characters' story continue, and that seems to be the only way it could happen. So uh, I think that having it, you know, if it's if it does surprisingly well, maybe they're like, you know what, people like these characters, let's figure out what to do with them. So I think that, that I would like to see it, for sure. Whether this movie is the way or the one or not to introduce mutants, I do like this idea of introducing mutants in a 
Xavier and like Magneto Liss way because we know that story we've seen that story fox has like done it to death at this point but just because you introduce them a certain way does not mean that you can't do that again down the road and here's my pitch for new mutants you guys tell me what you think uh if if new mutants to bend it into the mcu like it's very insular it's at a hospital where they're sort of like this is what we know about the story that where they're like, oh, you people are crazy. You're not really mutants. Or maybe they do know that they're mutants and they're experimenting on them. And it's mutants have starting to pop up in the MCU. No one knows why. It's just evolution. No because of Thanos. No because this happened and we yeah. experimented in humans. It's, no, no, no. It's X-Men. It's just pure evolution. That's what X-Men has to be. It should have nothing to do with Thanos or the snap. Just that people started to evolve. Um, maybe people think it's because of Thanos. But, like, no, it's just humanity is evolving because that's what scares people right. is the idea that it, it could just be anyone it could be anyone who's just evolving a little bit more than you homo superior is on its way and this is like they found a few cases of them isolated them into this hospital and so it stays off on its own but once these kids assume like presumably escape by the end of the movie they're now out in the world and so you know that there are mutants popping up around the world and so like maybe we'll meet another one another mutant that like we know is a mutant but nobody really says that it's just a powered individual but then once it comes out you get to do the xavier magneto classic story of like the public knows about this and here are the freedom fighters the the Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, which are the the the, the basis for those two the two sides of that argument, fighting for mutant rights mm-hmm. and are arguing that debate, and then that like second mutants movie becomes the battle of well, what's the difference between Captain America and Cyclops at the end of the day? Not the personalities. The, Captain America is way better than Cyclops, but like <laughs> what's the difference between um, what's, what's the difference between Charles Xavier and Captain America right. at the end of the day? Why do you hate Charles Xavier and not hate Captain America? <laughs> They're both powered individuals, but there's a level of fear, and it plays the immigrant storyline that we're dealing with in our real life. We're like, these are just people. Why are you afraid of them? They're just like you. Right. And I'm wondering if a lot of that has to do with the fact that Captain America was given this serum and he was just a normal guy. And it's not like, oh, this could happen to anyone. He was he was created for this purpose of, hey, you're going to be you're going to be our hero. Well, the and answer, you don't know yeah. whether these other mutants are going to be they could be good. They could be evil. And because they're so powered and I'm just devil's advocate, I think it's yeah. stupid. But um, because they're so powered, they can because I think anybody with a, some a dangerous individual with a gun could cause just as much damage as, you know a mutant could yeah obviously um but it's you know they don't know what they're going to do with that power there's that element of well that's just another human being and human beings are unstable one way or the other they can be good and they can be bad and it's what you choose to do with those powers i think that that is a lot of it yeah and well that's like some of where the fear comes in but it's the irrational it's the it's irrational. Well, it's, it's irrational, irrational fear. And then it's doing that thing that people love to do, and I see it happening now. People love to generalize. They love to be yeah. like, oh, it's all of this or it's all of yeah. that. And it's like, that's obviously and not true. There's and, an interesting question. Sorry, there's an interesting question to, to this in the chat. It's something that I always thought as just as a comic book reader. The fact that people love the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, but mm-hmm. they hate the X-Men. And logically, you're like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but it really does prey on the non-logical aspect of all of our souls. It's the fact that they were born this way. Right. Maybe it's because some other powers are scary. The idea that Rogue can steal who you are and you'll never get it back. You know, that that sort of thing. And I think that just 
maybe it's just the way that they were always presented to the public. So I think it works to have there be sort of this different impression of like mutants equals freaks, but oh, you know, like Ant-Man's just a guy, you know, he just happens to, you know, have a have, have a cool suit. Yeah. The, well, for me, the the difference, the way that you have to present it now, and I think that right now, the the because the, it does feel like it's irrational, like, yeah, the Avengers and the X-Men theoretically are very much the same in yeah. terms of, like, how much, how much they can hurt you. It's right. similar. But it's the way that the public deals with it and the way that people like politicians introduce that those ideas and use the X-Men as a scapegoat. Right. Does that sound start to sound a little bit more oh, familiar? It's, it's always the narrative that other people are pushing. And where the original X-Men launched and it was very much like representing the... It, when when X-Men was originally a comic book, it was very much about uh, people, like, it was about uh, African-Americans and about the gay communities, and that was sort of the, the analogy. That doesn't line up as much anymore. In some places it does, and not to belittle right. that in any way, but it's not as prominent. But the, the irrational fear that people have placed on immigrants in today's age, I think, is the perfect analogy for somebody, like, who is just like you being feared because somebody in politics told you that you should fear these people. And it'll it'll lend itself to the MCU if they do, you know, show up through some big portal that everybody sees. It's like these people are different because not only are they born this way, they're not from here. You know, so I mean, that would add a level to it. That would use some of what's going on in House of X and Powers of X. And I know it's supposed to be Powers of Ten. I don't care. It's Powers of X. (laughs) I saw Daniel Drew say it in the chat. I can't believe it's supposed to be called Powers of Ten. It's supposed to be Powers of Ten, but I refuse to say that. that. (laughs) Um, But the cool thing with that you could do with the MCU is also. Um, it would be interesting you bring in the Sokovia Accords. Those are very much important to, like, how powered individuals are used. But the Sokovia Accords, as we understand them, are not about just, like, people who live their lives. It's about people who have powers. It's specifically about people who use those powers to fight crime. Mm -hmm. So if these X-Men, if the the mutants, not X-Men, are not using their abilities to fight anyone and people are trying to extend the Sokovia Accords... Or, like, you could maybe call it, like, uh, a, a Patriot Act of some kind uh, to extend its its reach beyond right. what it was intended to be, where it's, like, to prevent people from getting hurt. It's, like, being used for people who are just, like, I just wanted to go to high school. Right. I'm not, a, I'm not trying you, to fight anyone. Right. Can and, you just leave me alone? And, I mean, and, and they've introduced mutants over the years that are actually no threat to anyone. In fact, they can't even defend themselves. You know, I mean, yeah. I remember there was a there was a miniseries, Beauty and the Beast, which is Hank McCoy and, yes, my friend Dazzler. And they meet, the, there's like a home for mutants. And it's like, there's one who's like, yeah, I can change the colors of flowers. But that's all she can do. So it's like, great. So if they come hunting for you, how are you going to defend yourself? The point is you're not. Right. So I, I think that, and look, they had this in the comics in the in the mid 80s they had the mutant registration act mm-hmm. and so the sokovia accords is just a logical extension of that concept at least you from use the it in much the same yeah, way right, exactly. but you, that's the mcu in right. is that people start using the sokovia accords to tell right. others to like to apply it to places it wasn't intended to go and i think that's where the mutants have to come from the mcu and so i think it so back to our point mm-hmm. i think introducing it in a small way like new mutants where it's very isolated could be a great back door way to introduce them as opposed to instantly going to a grand scale yeah that um, works i definitely don't, I don't that know idea. what is on film for new mutants that yeah. lends itself to that we'll have to see we'll have to wait and see and it, it, maybe we'll see it next april Two, two comments from the chat that I want to get in there. One is from LP Knights. I'm more excited about New Mutants than any announced 
film from Phase 4. Wow. That is a bold statement. I'm excited about New Mutants. Wow. I might be a little bit more excited about some of the other ones. But then uh, Reed Dizon just had sort of a, 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 a... It's a fun idea to think about. Captain America liberating a concentration camp with a baby Magneto there. You know, just sort of that touches on sort of, you know, you introduce mutants, but then you kind of go back. Like, oh, actually, they've been around for a while. So if they were to do that angle, I wanted to uh, share that thought. If you do Magneto as a World War at like, Holocaust survivor... You have to do a period piece, yeah. and I kind of don't want them to do a period piece. That's why I've advocated for them updating him as I, much I as I love the Absolutely. Holocaust survivor story. I don't want to lose Magneto in the modern day. I want him in the like the 2019, 2020 mm-hmm. fight, and it may, and I don't need them to break the timeline that much that he was that he's like 120 years old, right? And uh, Michael G. Cock refers to something 80, that you're talking whatever. about. Uh, the idea of characterizing mutants is different and comparing it as a parallel to immigrants. This is the quote from Michael, quote, they're coming for your jobs and their powers let them do them better, unquote. So yes, that would oh, be... Yeah. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that, nice. that was a nice touch. I wanted mm-hmm. to get that on there. Yeah. Um, how can you keep up with these people? Like, And it's just like, well, just be yourself. Well, what, 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 anyway, um, so that's those are the thoughts on the new mutants. Right. Yeah. Um, we're going to transition a little bit because uh, I want to talk to you guys about Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, and if you were if you were paying attention to the, the podcast feed on Friday, I, we did put out a special bonus episode because I went and saw the extended cut on Friday afternoon so that I could let you guys know whether it was worth spending your money over the weekend. Uh, but if, I'm curious to hear if any of you guys in the chat did go to see it. What do you think? Uh, and now I'll give you guys my thoughts. You guys didn't get a chance no, to see I, it. No, I thought I might, it. but I haven't had a chance. You're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> um, look, I liked seeing it again. Like, the movie is great. There are... there. So they, they put in, I think it was a total of four new scenes. They said it was okay. four minutes. It, yeah, it's about it's about four minutes. It is not four minutes of action scenes. To be right. clear, there's one action scene. Okay. Um, and the, that's the one from the original trailer, The one from right? the trailer yeah. where it's in, like, the... looks like a Chinese restaurant. I don't yeah. think it was in a Chinese restaurant, but it's, like, a nice fancy restaurant. He's fighting a bunch of bad guys, and the cops show up. Yeah. Um, but, like, also, it makes sense why they cut that scene, because you even see in the trailer where he's like, I am going on vacation. It's, yeah. like, great way to get your secret identity out there <laughs> by telling the cops, like... You you're going on vacation. They could just be like, "All right, so who's not here for yeah. like this period of time?" I'm gonna go also, visit my cousin Night Monkey. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's this Night Monkey <laughs> character? Who could this possibly be? Um, so yeah, the, so like that may, that's part of why that scene makes sense. Basically, the beginning scenes, like a lot of them are. There's one scene that's not in the first 20 minutes. Um, so, but most of them are like in one montage of Peter getting ready to go on his trip. And it sounds like these would be fun if you got the Blu-ray or got it digitally, and you're like, oh, let's yeah. watch these extra scenes by themselves, not included in the movie, right? These are yeah. great little, yeah. And there's supposedly a bunch of other edits in there that like were a little more time. I thought I caught uh, May saying like I thought she had a different line at the beginning of like her speech when she's at doing the 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 homeless shelter oh, yeah, sure. I think it was different it was a little longer okay. um, cuz she mentioned the blip in this version and I couldn't remember her saying it the last time she's like I came back from the blip and like the the woman thought I was a ghost or a whore and it's just like yeah I don't, I don't know if she used the words the blip I remember yeah, her talking remember about that, yeah. like coming back to her house but maybe yeah so I think that they there's there's a few of those moments yeah. they're harder to track cuz like I can't put them next to each other mm-hmm. the two cuts um 
So there was those. We, we saw Mr. Delmore again in a scene. We get to see where the headphone adapter came from, you guys. Oh. I knew you were wondering where oh. you got the headphone you, adapter. Mr. Delmore, that's J.B. Smoove? <laughs> no, is it's that, um, that's the other one. The guy from the, Freaks the, and Geeks. From Freaks and Geeks, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the convenience store owner. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm getting my... I thought that that was... I thought uh, that was okay. the other teacher. Never mind. No, uh, Mr. Delmore is the, the convenience store owner who has the cat in the first one. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, he was a part of... The, and he's he's not in the movie otherwise, but he, right. had, one, he had this one scene, which was very a very cute like he's right. like a little I, like neighborhood I mentor. I do remember guy. seeing him in one of the earlier trailers, at least for a second. Is so. that played by? Um, oh my gosh, what's that actor's name? I think I me. I think I know him. <laughs> Great, but um, you don't even know his name. It's uh, Hemke Madera. Yeah, Hemke Madera. Yes, yes, yes. He's the nicest guy in the world, and his kids are adorable. Great story. Um, Just saying. <laughs> Uh, Gamer um, Girl says, I thought Aunt May survived the blip. Uh, no, no, she blipped with everybody she else. Yeah. Like, she blipped. Yeah. No, that was clear. Because yeah. in the cut that I saw, she definitely references like going back into her apartment. And, yeah. and someone was else was living there. Yeah. 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 So maybe it was in there. And, or but like, maybe she, I don't remember her saying the blip. But yeah. maybe, Either way. maybe I was crunching small, too much popcorn. Small little changes. We got one scene later on where you see Mysterio okay. talking to his minions. Oh, yeah. About like, make sure you get more coverage of it from yeah. your angles. And they're like, don't worry, we'll tell you where the explosions are going to be. And it's just like kind of cute. I don't know. I, basically, like the extended cut, not really necessary entirely. Um, it was clearly a cash grab after uh, Endgame had like a moderate success with theirs. Um, I hope this doesn't become the norm. Yeah, it's that's the thing though. It's going to be one of those things that I have. A, I have a feeling they're going to release it also, or they have to release something else with the. Um, Digital and and yeah. DVD because otherwise it's that you're just then people are seeing it because I've seen it twice in theaters. I wanted to kind of see it for the extended scenes or the uh, the cut scenes, but at the same time, it's like I honestly would rather watch it at home. I I think when you do a re-release like this, like you know, we've heard of movies that not necessarily superhero movies, but you've heard of movies that there's like a three-hour cut and then you end up seeing like two and a half hours. When there's like a substantial amount that wasn't in the movie, and then you're like, okay, people like this movie. Look, this is a little long, but if you really want to see this. Go ahead, you know. Like the I extended mean. cuts of the Lord of the Rings. If they put those back in theaters, I I mean I have them and I've seen them at home, but I would go back in theaters and I would watch Well there's that. something to be said for something that's been out for a while yeah. and you want to go see it on the big screen again. Yes. But this never left theaters. Right. Um it was still and like even the numbers, it was still making like over a million like one and a half million dollars before the re release. Like it was still in theaters and but it did pull in four like to five million dollars, like I think wow. it was five point six with the Labor Day, uh, with Labor Day included. Wow! So like, look, people went to see it. It worked. Uh, one guy booed Sony in the theater. <laughs> uh, there wow. was one funny. guy in the theater where he just was like the Sony logo came up and he went. <laughs> Everyone turns and looks in his direction. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I was about to ask you guys. Uh, I just found this image for the Blu-ray, and it has a Peter Driver's quote saying, "No end game for Spidey. He's flying higher than ever." <laughs> oh, I heard about so this. They like just put this cover what? out. That oh, sucks. Uh, <laughs> who chose Sony? What were you thinking? <laughs> Someone um, thought it would be a good idea. Yeah, um, but so yeah, they did. They did just put out the the Blu-ray. 
uh, announcement for this. And if you guys can vamp, I can bring up. Well, the, you can pre- the pre-order. You know, look, if we're going to talk about things that are now av- available in the aftermarket, uh, maybe some of you didn't check it out because of the bad reviews. But uh, Dark Phoenix is out this week digitally. So yeah. if maybe you held off and didn't want and didn't oh, see I didn't it, even realize. No, that. I know but it, it, it flew Watch very it low home. below the radar. Yeah, this Just maybe you didn't home. want to go to the movies, but now you can uh, check it out. And it's not, uh, the, it's not the worst thing in the world. So if you're like sitting at home and you're just like, I'm just gonna watch. No, Peter Travers said that. See. Dark Phoenix is not the worst thing in the world. It's <laughs> cancer is worse. So cancer this, is worse. So this is interesting. So all those scenes that I was just describing from you, yeah. I think they're being repackaged. They're not gonna. It doesn't sound like they're gonna put the extended cut on the right. Blu-ray. They're going to, but they're gonna cut those scenes like at the beginning with Peter into a. They're gonna call it an original short. Mm. Called Peter's To Do List. Okay, right. okay. but sure. maybe that'll even have more than what was in the in the uh, extended cut. I'm fine. I mean, it's, it's fine. We'll see. Yeah. He does get he does break federal law in a post office <laughs> with a little spider drone. Sorry, we're laughing because Gamer, Gamer Girl. Girl just said I'm still skipping Dark Phoenix. <laughs> it's like, fine. No. You don't have man, it's, I, look. I, I didn't yeah, make the movie. Fine. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's there's a, the bunch of featurettes on this. This there's some there's like um, Easter eggs. Apparently, I guess they're gonna have some kind of Edith interface okay. in the Blu-ray, which is cool. I love when there's actual interactive elements in a Blu-ray. Yeah, because it gives me reason to buy the physical property, right? Exactly. Physical, physical disc more than just and, the reason of having the physical disc. And you know the gag reel outtakes and uh, uh, the, according to this, never before seen alternate and extended scenes. Hmm. So okay. never before cool. seen means hopefully not just what they just but put, just put on out. Yeah. Theaters. Yeah. Um, but and it's going to come out. When does it actually release? Have they said? Uh, I October first. Hey, that's soon. for the that's hard really for the soon. hard disc. September seventeenth. Three weeks for. Uh, uh, digital. Digital. So that's 12 days, less than two weeks from right now. Yeah. You could have the digital version. And uh, So if ever there was a reason to not go see it in the theater in the next yeah. two weeks, it's that right. you could have it in your yeah. house. Um, Alright guys, I think that's unfortunately going to have to do it for the show for today. I think you're right. Um, we got to cut it short. Uh, I'm going to be missing for two weeks. But you're going what? on a secret, you're going on a secret mission. I'm going <laughs> on a secret mission. No, no. I'm, well, yes, I'm going, I'm going. So, well, next... Next week I just have work. Uh, right, I just like I have I have the one off thing I have to go do, um, but then I'm I'm going to take a Marvel Universe hopping shuttle. I'm going back to you guys. Uh, no, my my grandma's turning ninety, so the whole family is going to go find her in Florida, and That's we're going awesome. to we're going to go to Disney World. I'm I hate go, you so much I'm right now for that. Lightsaber, you don't you understand guys. how much I hate you. That's for not that right now. that's not Marvel news. That's hey, Star Wars land. It's all end. Disney. It's all Disney. Yeah, yeah. All, it's, it's all, all Disney. It's all awesome. uh, I'm going to go try to find like a Spider Man. Uh, I think they can still have the characters at, in Disney World, but not the. It's confusing in Florida because there well, are I know attractions. For, yeah, I know I'm trying to make it over to Islands of Adventure, but I'm going to go look for Spider. You can see if you find them. See if I find them. You're going to find a lot of shirts with Spidey on them, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on Marvel Movie News. Uh, until then, I've been Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Be sure to also follow my other fantastic co-hosts, starting with Zia Anderson. <gasps> yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find it at Zia underscore Lynn. It's X-I-A underscore Lynn. You can also check out another show that I have that I do. It's called It's Eric Nagel, and that's up on usually Fridays, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ, and I alluded to 
it earlier, over on AfterBuzz TV, you can find our coverage of all ten episodes for the entire season of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, we kind of binged it, and we did a bunch of episodes. And uh, if, uh, I highly recommend the show. I thought it would be good. I was impressed that I actually thought it was great. So check out that show, and check out our after show over at AfterBuzz TV. All right. All right, guys. Until next time, thank you to Ryan in the booth. Thank you, Colt Badeau, tweeting for us from the Star Jammer. This has been Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you. Goodbye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.